Hey, this is the Next Level Real Estate Podcast presented by the Ryan Gillen team and Iron Gate Realtors. And I am sitting here with Jordan Lance and she is on my real estate team. And we just had an exciting conversation um, because, as you know, I'm really big on um, investing, buying rentals, uh, you know, just really trying to build your portfolio in the sense of um, with rental properties, a big believer that pretty much any millionaire you talk to, they all have some type of real estate that brings in passive income. I'm not saying this is the only way to invest, but um, this is definitely an important way, which I think is I think is a must, and definitely for um, the young professionals. As Jordan, how old are you, Jordan? You're what? 26. You're 26. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And I I bought my first rental property at 26. And I wish I would have bought it at 22 um, because then it had already been, you know, eight years of being, uh, eight, nine years of being paid off. So, but that being said, she came to me, said she's um, looking to buy her first rental. She's been looking to buy her first rental for the last year or so, but it's scary. <laughs> A long time. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, scary. So, like, I feel like she's, like, got the nerve now to, like, actually pull the trigger, has the financial backing in the sense of, like, hey, I can put the money down I want, and if something would happen to the property, I can fix it. Yeah. So she's in a good good standing to where, like, she needs to do something with her money and maybe some of the other ways to invest is probably not for her. And she's in real estate, so she understands, you know, what's a good deal, what isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we sat down and had the conversation um, about, like, what type of investor she wants to be, what type of properties does she want to buy. And I'm going to ask Jordan some questions, maybe that we've already discussed, but and she can put it into the point of, like, why the listeners here should contact us and go over this exact meeting and find out what type of investor you want to be, what type of um, passive income do you want to bring in, and what are your future goals? Like, what do you want in life that can that the rental properties can provide to you um, financially? Yeah, and, and Ryan, Ryan's such a big help with it too. And hopefully, like after you listen to this podcast, it'll help you guys. And like you said, we can talk to you too. But a lot of the things that Ryan and I talked about got me thinking about. Like he just said, later in life, like, I never thought about down the road when I have kids, if I had rental properties, when they go to college, sell one, and boom, college is paid for, or whatever. You don't think about that stuff, I feel like, until you talk it out with somebody, and it really, like, puts it in perspective how much this can help you lifelong, not just now. I think, like, you'll get out of this podcast um, a lot of information, and you'll be like, oh, I didn't think about that, I didn't think about that, but until... Jordan or I or anybody else on our team ask the deep questions like Jordan was I was saying Jordan like what do you what do you want in life and she's like well I want like you know freedom to do this this and this mm-hmm. well why do you want this freedom well I want this freedom to be able to um, you know travel and go to these kind of places or be able to provide this to my you know my future family and everything well like once you start diving in deeper and deeper and deeper you realize okay well I do need to set something up. I need mm-hmm. I need to set some kind of passive income up. And I can do the same with any person. Every person is going to have different goals right. of like what they want in life, when they want to retire, why they want to retire. Like for me, like I would love to have a hundred doors, a hundred rental properties that bring in a certain amount of money per month that I know that I could live off of. Why do I want to do that? Well, like I love real estate. And it's great. But there's some things that I don't like about real estate. And I'd like to get rid of all those things that I don't like. And then eventually, like, I'd like to help out. Um, you know, I want to teach a, a class at a university at one point. Well, if I don't have passive income coming in and I have to grind out real estate every single day, 
I can't do that. Like, I don't have the time to do that. I'd like to, my future kids, I'd like to, you know, coach them in maybe basketball and golf, like things that I know very well. Like, I want to be that dad. Well, like, I can't do that if I'm at work all the time. I need to have some kind of passive income coming in. So for me, like, my why to doing things are um, pretty clear. But, like, I think once you get the why out in the open Mm -hmm. then it makes it not as scary to invest because it's you know it's something you have to do and you should do yeah definitely yeah so like when you came to me um what would you say like you've already found a property that you like it doesn't Mm -hmm. came together yet but it's you know the numbers work you it's just about getting the deal done correctly hardest part and the easiest part well the hardest and scariest part is definitely just pulling the trigger because like Ryan said this would be my first rental property and there's just so much unknown like it's easy to say okay this deal works run the numbers say okay this works this house is going to need you know new floor whatever that part's easy and it's exciting to think about actually like going to get you know stuff for the house or whatever but it's really scary thinking about pulling the trigger because it's not just buying a house you have to think about well how am I going who's going to property management all yeah. of it. me, someone else, or what if something breaks? How much is that going to cost? Like, there's just a lot that goes into buying one that, I mean, I even, it's kind of funny because, like, I'm in real estate, obviously. I help people with this. But when you're doing it for yourself, you, like, I feel like you forget everything that you tell everybody else. And I'm like, oh, yeah, crap. What am I going to do if the toilet breaks? Who am I going to call? You just have to have a lot in line, and I think that's the scariest part. Yeah. And, and so what I'm hearing is, like, obviously the numbers are the numbers, and right. people think that's the hardest, but it's really the easiest it because is. you plug it in a spreadsheet and it's in front of you. Right. Like, it either works or it doesn't numbers-wise. Exactly, yeah. And then I know, like, for you, I was I kind of, I was, I shouldn't laugh about this, but I was laughing <laughs> because it's your first it's your first deal, but, like, you called me before you were going there. Yeah. And we had Atari talked about, like, the whole situation, and you're like, okay, let's go over this again. <laughs> Essentially, like, like okay, like th- I need to say this, this, and this to him. And you, I'm talking it out to Ryan as if, like, I'm clueless and he's my realtor. Like, I should yeah. know all this stuff. And I do, but it's weird. When it's for yourself, I, I swear, it's like it's, you go brainwashed. Yeah, you don't it's, know it's, what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the whole coach aspect of yeah. it. Like, you know, when you're helping a player out, mm-hmm. essentially, or, a, like, you know, player is the buyer. Like, you know, you can kind of see it a little bit more clear because yeah. it's not you doing it. You're right. helping them. But when you're actually in the trench, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit more scary. Mm-hmm. So, like... You go and have this meeting. Mm-hmm. You talk it out with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, it's going to be, it's a little bit probably tougher than you thought it was going to be. You're hoping he was going to lay down a little <laughs> bit more than he did. Yeah. Um, but like leaving that conversation, and does it make you more hungry to find a deal and like oh, to, yeah. to like to maybe find this one or like? Do you feel like you kind of ripped the Band-Aid off a little bit? Like, I can, even though I haven't bought it yet, I still I can do this. A little bit, yeah. And I'm still hoping that this one works out. It's just a unique situation. Um, but, yeah, it does get you excited, and it makes you want to go out and find more. And personally, like, down the road, I do want to do, like, multifamily properties. I'm just in a position right now where if I were to do a single-family home, it would work out well for me. Um, and in this in particular property, I could even sell it later on and make money. It's just it's a good option. So it yeah, it does make it more exciting and I do feel like now that I've made an offer to this guy and like got the ball rolling a little bit, I feel more comfortable for sure. Yeah, yeah great. And would you manage the property yourself? I'm thinking for my since this would be my first one, Ryan and I talked about this too. I think it would be a good learning experience to manage this mm-hmm. one myself. Because it is close to me. I would be able to check in on it. You know, I feel like I could 
it, I don't, hopefully, don't think it would require a lot of work. So I feel like I could manage this one myself mm-hmm. comfortably. Down the road, I don't want to manage them all myself. But I think it would be a good learning experience yeah, for yeah, the first yeah. one, being a single-family home, if I were to get this property, to manage it myself. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think if you're going to buy a single-family home, you only have, like, one, two, three properties. I don't think it's a problem to manage it yourself. No. What I would do if you do buy a single family home and it's your first one, I would put a home warranty on it. Absolutely. It's only like 550 bucks, yeah. And you know that your maintenance and repair items are only going to be 550 for the year mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, there's some obviously some special circumstances that might cost you more money. But mm-hmm. other than the roof, like your mechanical items are kind of covered. Mm-hmm. And you know you're not going to get that $5,000 furnace bill for you know for a new furnace and and, right. and that, that really does comfort you a little bit more um what else was like in our conversation that you what you brought from it like hey like this is something i want to do or i didn't think about that or well the single family home thing i didn't really think about i think i guess i was just in my mind thinking i wanted to have multi-families mm-hmm. because you saw me do just because mo- that's just what i've seen like yeah. kyle my twin brother does a lot of single family homes but like i do multi-families so that's it's closer to home for you is that you see me do the multi-families right but yeah. then you said hey why don't you start with this learn from it and then move forward so that really did kind of help open my eyes to different options because i guess i kind of thought i knew what i wanted to do but there's other options in front of you that could be just as good mm-hmm. um so that definitely helped and then we did have a good conversation about finding money after this to do bigger properties because obviously you're not going to, as you go, you find ways to get money. You don't just pay most of the time, just straight out of pocket for every single thing. So you mm-hmm. helped me learn a lot as far as that goes yeah. too. I think we were talking about just like... it rolling. Yeah, the financing-wise, yeah. when you bring that up, uh, I know we talked about, um, you know, you need to get the ball rolling on where you're going to get attained financing from. Right. And the interest rate that you got quoted because yeah. your credit score is amazing mm-hmm. is... Um, 2.375. Yeah. It's like stupid, so low. stupid low. So that being said, like, you know, you plug that into our spreadsheet and you, mm-hmm. see, and you see how like little interest you're paying per year. You know, the numbers really work. Mm-hmm. But you don't know if those numbers don't work unless you get the ball rolling and start getting, you know, your pre-approval letter right. and getting all your finances in check. Yeah. You know, don't find the property, then try to go get the finances checked. Like, know what you're going to get quoted yeah. right off the bat, like at, like right now, and, and then, you know, work from there. So mm-hmm. I think that was huge for you to go take that step. And then it makes yeah. you more comfortable. Like, oh, I, I can do that payment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can do that. Definitely. So. And then it's always kind of intimidated me because I don't know why. I've mean, just never been a good... I'm a good, like, saver, but I'm not good at thinking about money in my head, like numbers and stuff like that. So I guess in my head I was thinking, okay, well, if I buy this then my savings is going to be this. How am I going to buy the next one? Because I've, you know, I'm thinking of my savings just going down. It never even, and it's sad, like I said earlier, I tell other people this all the time, but when it's for you, it's like, you go dumb. I never even thought, okay, well, you'll have equity in this. You can get another line of credit because you have this home. And I didn't think that far out. I was just thinking, well, okay, if I buy this, then my savings is this and just picturing it dwindling down. But like you, like you get lines of credit and you continue to buy more and, Essentially, you just go from the first one really, I feel like helps kickstart it all. Oh, it's 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 a so, um, a snowball effect. You ro- yeah. you roll a snowball down the hill, and it just gradually gets bigger and bigger and mm-hmm. bigger. And I mean, until like it just mows over everything. But right. um, for for me, like my people ask me like, where do I get the money to buy these properties? Well, I mm-hmm. like do rehab houses that. Mm-hmm 
funds my rental business mm-hmm. and my rental business that has the income coming in, the cash flow funds my rental business as well. So I have right. all this coming in a funnel. And then when I have like a little, you know, snowball essentially yeah. of money, then I can go buy another property. And then right. that's another item that keeps feeding the funnel. And once that, that builds up again, that funnel fills up and I go buy another one. So right. it doesn't really like, then I have my real estate business off to the side and like, that's my, like my team and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And, and I, I don't really commingle those. So I I know that like like my RGG properties is essentially, you know, my snowball that mm-hmm. I'm just trying to keep building, building, and building. And then I have my other form of income, which is, you know, selling real estate. Right. And um, but once you start, you have to the first push is the hardest one. Mm-hmm. So once you get this first one, you start, you know, having cash flow coming in. Right. Now you have you have options. You don't Move have one to another one and well like see like the thing about it is like if you would have bought a property in like 2015, say you bought it in like that you bought it for a hundred and a hundred thousand dollars. There was properties where, like in Miamisburg, for a hundred thousand dollars that you could that probably would be worth a hundred fifty grand right now. Mm-hmm. You have options if you buy things. So if it goes market goes down, you just keep renting it. It's no big deal. But if it goes up and you bought three properties for a hundred grand, now all of a sudden you have a hundred fifty thousand dollars of equity. Mm-hmm. Not counting the fact that it got paid down probably ten thousand dollars over the last five years. Mm-hmm. So now you really. You have $180,000 in equity. Yeah. You can get lines of credit. You can sell the properties. You can do whatever you want. Now you have options, but you don't have any options unless you don't. Unless, unless you start. Unless you start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you have to start to get those options. But, I mean, I thought our conversation was great. Oh, yeah. I it needs too. to happen more with other people. Absolutely. We try, you know, we put it out there as, as much as possible. We want people to, like, you know, sit down. Let's go have dinner. Let's go have lunch. Um, we can do a Zoom call, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable doing. But listening to this podcast you'll start answering questions for yourself but until like essentially all i do in the meeting is you know i explain a couple things that i've done but i ask you questions Mm -hmm. and you have to answer them for yourself in the sense of like what do you want in life what do you want as an investor what do you what kind of investor do you want to be you know what kind of rent roll do you want to bring in like what's your goals and it will come out very simple and you'll answer the questions and I'm like okay you should probably go invest in this this and this Mm -hmm. yeah and that's basically what you did for me because when I kind of laid it out you were like well then I think you should start with a single family home and I think you should you like went from there and that like I said that kind of changed my whole picture of what I could do with it because I didn't ever really think that I just thought well I want multi-families and that's what I'm gonna do so that single family home thing never really crossed my mind but just to get it going and but it makes the most sense for your situation But it makes the most sense yeah it makes the most sense for my situation which i wouldn't have really thought about i guess if we wouldn't have talked about it Mm -hmm. so exactly so um this is the next level real estate podcast this is ryan gillen and jordan lance talking on this topic and if you would have any questions at all, if you'd like to meet with one of us or any other person on our team, go over um, investing. Please let us know. We'd love to ask these questions for you guys because our goal as a real estate team is for 20 years from now for multiple people to come up to us and say, you got me investing in real estate. It paid for my kid's college tuition. It paid for a vacation home that we bought later in life. It paid for something. Um, it helped me retire early. Like, that's my goal. Um, I know it's our team's goal for that to happen. You're welcome to call me, message us anytime, um, and we will get things set up. It's completely free. There's no reason, there's no reason to not seek education on this, and it might not be for you, and it might be for you. Either way, completely free. 
all it's going to take is 20, 25, 30 minutes of your time. Mm-hmm. And even if you're planning on investing now or like a year from now, whatever it is, having that conversation really does get you excited and get the ball rolling and get you thinking about these things because there might be steps. Like for me, I've been taking steps, like Ryan said, I've been wanting to buy something for probably a year, but I've been taking steps to get towards that. So And you don't know those steps until you start. You don't start. know your steps until you start. Yeah, yeah, so we're happy to speak with you about any of this, as yep. you said. This is the Next Level Real Estate Podcast, and you guys have a great day. Stay safe. Bye.